I have evolved as an entrepreneur with every journey that uh, that I have been through, whether it was Dingana, Mezi, and now Zeni. And fortunately, every startup has been at the next level compared to the previous one. So, building teams for each startup. How do you build teams? How do you scale teams? How do you execute on your plans with precision? How do you do prioritization, roadmap planning? Uh, hiring recruitment fundraising all those different experiences as you build each startup scale each startup teaches you so many different things and i think over a period of time you keep getting better at it hi and welcome to the sliced podcast where we share startup stories from founders investors and ceos from across the globe a little bit about our platform, Startup Blog Post, is that we're a community where aspiring entrepreneurs and venture capital ecosystem stakeholders can share meaningful insights, engage with colleagues and peers, and stay informed. Hi, and welcome back to the Sliced Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. Today's guest is Swapnil Shindi, co-founder and CEO of Zenny. Zenny is a full-service, AI-powered finance team created to help your startup or small business manage finances with 100% accuracy. Hi, Swapnil. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Emily. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me on the call. Of course. I can see your office behind you. It looks really cool. Oh, thank you. Very trendy. <laughs> yeah, just just it, it goes with our name. Like We have cre- created a pretty zen uh, ambience in the office. Mm-hmm. I saw that. In Palo Alto downtown. Yeah, that's so neat. Well, I'm so excited to learn more about you and about your journey as an entrepreneur. So tell me a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Sure. So I was born in uh, a city called Pune in India. Uh-huh. Did my uh, uh, undergrad in computer science from there. Then did my master's in computer science from University of Southern California in Los Angeles. And then worked for uh, three years at Semantic Norton Antivirus. Then after that at Yahoo for three or four years. Post that started my first company, Dingana, which was like Spotify for Indian music, Bollywood music streaming. And then started my next company, which was Messi, which was an AI powered travel assistant for business travelers. And after that started my third company, Zenny which is an airport finance team for startups. So you've been really busy. I am curious what initially interested you about computer and engineering and computer science and Well, that I think that uh, started because we were super like me and my brother Snehal are identical twin brothers and both of us started all these three companies together. That's very cool. And, yeah, and we were always interested in computers because of our mom and dad. Uh, mom used to run a, a computer academy. She used to teach 25, I think, 25 different computer uh, languages to students. And dad used, uh, was, uh, is a structural engineer and everything he was doing was also computerized. So we started playing with computers at the age of, or in, in grade five or six, and started programming pretty much in our grade six. Okay, that makes sense then. So you basically grew up around computers and thought, yep. this makes sense for me to explore further. Absolutely. So after your education then, so what prompted you to go ahead and start that first business, which was, I'm going to have you, have you say that again, Dignia? It was Dingana. Dignana. Okay, so Dingana. Spotify yeah. for n- music in India. Yeah. Okay. Spotify for Bollywood music or Indian music. But yeah, we started it because we were 
बॉलीवुड म्यूजिक बाफ्स एंड वेन वी केम टू यू एस सी टू डू आर मास्टर्स वी डेंट हैव इजी एक्सेस टू इंडियन म्यूजिक एंड वी लव इट सो मच दैट वी एक्चुअली होस्टेड अ सर्वर इन आर बेडरूम सो दैट वी कैन लिसन टू इट फ्रॉम आर स्कूल एंड एंड लेटर वेन वी स्टार्टेड वर्किंग एट सिमेंटिक सो दैट इज हाउ इट स्टार्टेड एंड बिफोर वी न्यू इट we saw that our friends started using the same website so everyone started streaming music from our bedroom and we thought that this can be a good way for us to kick start a startup so that's how the idea was born wow was that nerve wracking for you because i mean did you feel like okay how do we put together a business plan and everything were you just coming at it from the engineering side yeah so initially it was just a hobby for us because we were just addressing our own problem but yeah later it was i think because it was our first startup a lot of things were super challenging because uh, you really need to understand how the music industry works get those licenses in, in place make sure that you can build something that becomes scalable mm-hmm. so there were a lot of things that we actually did or addressed for the first time which was pretty exciting but yeah at the same time uh, i think we were nervously excited to to build that company and we used to moonlight a lot So yeah it was a, a very fun journey overall. That's really fun. So then that was acquired mm-hmm. and it looks like you stayed on there for a little bit as VP. Yes. Okay. So it was acquired by a, another music streaming company based out of San Francisco called Ardio which was started by the Skype co-founders. Hmm. And Ardio wanted to launch in India they wanted to add Indian music to their product and that's why they acquired us and then both me and snehal became vps we work very closely with the ceo and the president and i was the vp for product across all international markets i launched audio in 35 different countries around the world and really enjoyed our uh, our time at audio that's really cool so why eventually did you move on i think it was again uh, a problem that we wanted to solve while we were at audio we got this idea where we felt that as as our life moves along i think everyone is going to become busier and busier and we really wanted to build something that could give an assistant to all the busy people that can simplify their lives on a daily basis and if we thought that if we are able to achieve that then hopefully we can transform their lives so that's how the idea of providing an ai powered assistant was born and we were big fans of american express platinum concierge so uh, i think that also worked as an inspiration to build something that can scale to every consumer and that's how mazy was born it was initially an ai powered uh, assistant to buy everything but later we transitioned to focusing on travel because we knew building ai for travel was uh, way better and way more focused than building an ai that is more generic so we converted mezi into an ai powered travel assistant specifically designed for business travelers such that uh, you can chat with mezi and plan and book your entire travel over a simple messaging interface that's so neat awesome Thank you. and so then you stayed on after that was acquired by american express yeah that was a pretty fast journey in uh, i think 2 and a half years we were acquired by american express and that's today, really fast yeah that was super fast Uh, an amazing experience we had great time at american express today mezi powers the entire servicing and concierge for all american express platinum actually all credit card members if you go inside an amex app and click on the messaging icon it's all mezi that's crazy you must be very proud of that super excited i think uh, it, the the fact that it's powering millions of card members around the world is is extremely rewarding it feels like we are part 
of the history books of yeah. American Express in some way or form. So. Absolutely. And so after your experience with that, so started a few companies, why did you start to get into venture? And tell, tell me about that. You mean why we started our last, like the current companies, any? Uh, no, Twin Ventures. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so what happened after the Mezzi acquisition was like, Mezzi was, I think, one of the first few successful AI startups that got acquired and that we were able to scale. Uh, we, we built a human-assisted AI platform that could scale to millions of travelers. And after that was acquired, a lot of founders started reaching out to us for advice, for angel investments in their potential startups. Mm -hmm. And initially, me and Snail started cutting personal checks, like uh, individual checks. And uh, then while, we, while we, we were sharing this with some of our VC friends and other investors, they were like, hey, why don't we join you while you're cutting checks and investing in these AI startups? And that motivated us to start a fund so that all these other people can join us. And uh, before we knew it, we had 25 other LPs who were ready to invest in that fund. So we quickly created a small fund through which we could angel invest in AI-focused startups. And that has been our focus ever since. Like We only invest in deep tech AI platforms. Uh, most of our investments are US-based and we invest typically at uh, seed stage or series stage or an angel stage. Mm -hmm. And we invest in fall-on rounds as well. But yeah, super excited. I think we have done close to 25, 30 investments till now. And majority of them have been working out really well for us. Awesome. That's really fun. So twin ventures, obviously you and your twin brother, I assume. Yep. Awesome. What is it like working alongside your brother, but also family? It's, uh, I would say it's pretty unique. It's very interesting. It's rewarding because we complement each other really well. Mm -hmm. uh, he focuses on product and technology while I focus on business sales and, and marketing. That's how we have decided to divide and conquer. And I think we can even play our roles interchangeably. So he can play my role and I can play his role. Mm -hmm. So I think we are, when it comes to all those different, uh, I, I would say verticals or the knowledge that is needed to run those verticals, we are pretty, pretty complementary. So it's always easy to bounce ideas, make decisions, move fast. And thankfully we don't have to look out for a co-founder every time we start a company, which is a, a, a big time drag. You have a built-in <laughs> co-founder. Do you feel you have twin telepathy with one another? We definitely do have that. You do? Uh, our, yeah. I want a dad twin. Tells us stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, one of the stories he used to tell us is like at, at some point when I used to have a stomach ache, he would also have a stomach ache. So we have, uh, I, th I think we like the same things. If uh, there is, a, it, it's very rare that I absolutely hate something and he likes that yeah. thing. So I think we are always on the same page. That's very cool. And I'm By sure default. very <laughs> beneficial for your business ventures as well. Speaking of Zenny. So yeah, tell us about Zenny. You've raised, what, close to 50 million now in Series B? Yes, yes. Yeah, Zenny is, I, I would say, a very special journey because we have been living this problem for the last, I would say, 12 to 14 years. And we have been living this, this through our first startup, through our second startup, where we always felt that as founders, we lost a lot of time in managing our finances. And the, 
typically what every founder does is they have a part-time bookkeeper or an accountant or a finance firm that they outsource their finances to but the major problem that we saw was that today the entire world is extremely manual when it comes to managing your finances after the month ends they will wake up start working on your books and in the next two weeks they will generate your pnl balance sheet and will tell you where you stand so this was already too late like we thought that on a day to day basis we don't have regular insights into our finances and that's mm-hmm. so important because finances is the backbone of your company right. today majority of the startups fail because they run out of cash so as a founder it's very important for you to know where you're spending why you're spending when you're earning revenue from where it's coming on a day to day basis and that was completely absent in the market and we have seen this for years so we thought it was time for us to fix that and because of our ai expertise and success at mezi we thought that if we can use the blueprint of mezi and apply it to the finance vertical and build probably the world's first ai powered finance as a service platform which was assisted by finance experts we have a real chance to build something that can be really really big so that's how zeni was born and uh, that's why we say that at zeni we give you an ai powered finance team that can pretty much run your finance department we we manage all the different finance functions for you from accounting bookkeeping yearly taxes cfo services bill payments employee reimbursements rnd tax credits we do everything end to end for you so that us founders can really focus on executing your business and the one thing that we do uniquely at zeni is that we provide you a real time dashboard through which you can get all the insights around your finances on a day to day basis so we are the only company that can guarantee you daily bookkeeping and offer you real time insights into your finances that's so neat and i'm sure really transformative for businesses to just kind of have an all in one place to do that yes yeah we have heard extremely positive feedback from our customers mm-hmm. and continue to get a lot of feedback and use that to fine tune our products and build new features but overall it has been very well received so far Hi everyone, it's Sam. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be an investor who's invested in top companies like Suna, Glossier, Arcade, and Goodfair? Well, you should definitely listen to our show Portfolio Pitch. We sit down and talk to investors and get to know the people behind those investments. Go give it a listen on your favorite podcasting platform and let us know what you think by giving it a review. Coming up, Swapnil and Emily discuss the rest of his journey how fundraising gets easier and why you should build a company from both bottoms up and top down. And then it looks like the name it says we believe in peace, balance and financial serenity. Tell me why peace and serenity. How would you equate that to financial because for most people dealing with financial services is not peaceful nor serene. Exactly. So that is what we wanted to address. That's the problem because we knew as founders, and we have seen this for years, that every month founders typically have board meetings. If you are VC funded, before the board meeting, you need to get all the financials in place. Mm-hmm. We used to lose like sixteen hours before every board meeting to make sure our P and L balance sheet and cash flow statements are looking good. All the transactions are categorized properly. and that was such a manual back and forth with our accountants who used to be very slow to respond because all of these are outsourced people and we really wanted to build a platform that could convert that into a real time dashboard that 
not only the founders but they can even give access to their investors then investors can just come to the zeni dashboard look at their finances download those financial statements that they need and everything can be on autopilot so that was always our goal and once we achieve this it will automatically give you the peace and and the calmness that you need when it comes to your finances because you know that a solid team is is managing your finances on a day to day basis mm-hmm. not on a monthly basis and have has everything covered and has your back so that you can be ready to face your investors to make strategic business decisions i think that's great and i think we could all use a little bit more peace so <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> can you tell me about the zenny's financial concierge and kind of what that feature is absolutely so what we have done at zenny is uh, we actually offer you two things on one side we give you an ai powered platform that can give you all the financial insights that you need into your finances but it's backed by real finance experts so we have cpas temporary cfos tax experts accountants bookkeepers all of them are full time employees of, of zeni who are available to you as a finance concierge whenever you need to talk to them over zoom calls emails etc to answer your questions or just to review your finances that's so great and you said a 24/7 it's it's uh, i i would say it's not 24/7 that's some that's something that we want to achieve mm-hmm. today what we do is that we guarantee you that we'll be available between 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. pst mm-hmm. but yeah we are trying to extend that such that one day it can be 24/7 That's wonderful. So that is what we had achieved in our previous startup Mezi where your travel assistant was accessible to you uh, 24 by 7 with a 2 minute SMS. I feel like the, I mean I was actually just traveling a few weeks ago and I can see the real need for that because things happen so quickly while you're traveling that you may <laughs> need help <laughs> in like yep. the span of 2 minutes so I can see where that be very valuable. Awesome. Yeah. So when you look back at your journey to this point How do you feel like your view of entrepreneurship has changed from the start into where you are now? I think I have evolved as an entrepreneur with every journey that uh, that I have been through whether it was Dingana, Mezi and now Zeni and fortunately every startup has been at the next level compared to the previous one. So building teams for each startup, how do you build teams, how do you scale teams, how do you execute on your plans with precision how do you do prioritization roadmap planning uh, hiring recruitment fundraising all those different experiences as you build each startup scale each startup teaches you so many different things and i think over a period of time you keep getting better at it mm-hmm. you are uh, uh, I, i would say we were far wo- more wounded in our first startup compared to our second startup and far less wounded in the third startup just because you get better at it and and you can foresee things coming When you look back in any of the startups, can you recall a particular risk that you took, and um, or perhaps an obstacle, and how you ultimately overcame that? Yeah, absolutely. I think risk is part of every startup. I think risk is probably the the single most important thing that you would do or take in each startup because startups give you an opportunity to take big risks, and only then can you have bigger rewards. like uh, I, i think the most fundamental thing that we had to do when we started our startup journey was to give up our jobs at yahoo both of us were working at yahoo yeah. and we said that and and we were moonlighting on this startup uh, which was a music streaming uh, service and we had a million user using it on a monthly basis and we said that we cannot just keep 
moonlighting this because this is such a big opportunity that we should probably right. quit our jobs you have to and then jump your, into this yeah full yeah. energy mm-hmm. yeah and and we didn't have any funding that time so we just gave up our jobs and we we went full time on on dingana and in the next 3 months we were able to quickly raise our series a round and then we raised our series b round and then post that it was acquired so i think risk comes at every level Mm-hmm. Similarly, we were pretty happy at RDO, but we we left RDO to start Mezzi because we really believed in that idea. And then again, in the next thirty days, we were able to raise our seed round and then the Series A round, etc. So I think risk comes pretty much at every level in 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 several different ways. Even uh, in the way you build your product, there is always a risk whether the customers can relate to it or not. So even before we started Zeni, we we had a clear idea of what product we would like to build to solve our own problems that we had seen in the last 12 years but does this problem also exist with other founders so we in fact went and met like probably 50 60 different founders around the world not just in us but uk india everywhere and and we saw that all of them were facing the same problem that gave us the confidence that if we really build this product the right. way we think we should be building it will solve a lot of problems you had the well. right product market yeah. fit mm mm-hmm. Yeah. What has your experience like been fundraising for these companies? Do you have any memorable wins or rejections? Uh the fundraising experience again becomes easier with every startup. I think in in our first startup we were quickly able to raise funding our first round was oversubscribed only because we spent 3 years moonlighting and building a platform and having a user base that was already at a million So at that point when you go to the investors you have already done a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and it's easier for them to see that okay this product is actually working so right. we were quickly able to raise a round in our second startup we raised our round in like 15 minutes because those investors knew us from our previous startup they wanted to invest in our previous startup but they couldn't because others had invested so it was easy for them to back us in our third startup startup it was even easier because all the investors in our second startup were investors in in Zeni in the first round mm-hmm. and uh, our second round was also super uh, oversubscribed we pretty much closed our funding in in less than 10 days oh my gosh and it was a 34 million series b round it could have been even bigger we, we could have even raised 50 million that's crazy. if we wanted to yeah it's... that's so fast wow <laughs> that's not, i'm looking at sam that's crazy wow <laughs> do you feel if you weren't an on an entrepreneur what do you think you would be doing I would love to be an artist. An uh, artist. Do yeah, I would love to do paint. I I I do paintings. Oh wow. And our mom was an artist, so that is something that we have picked from her. But yeah, in an ideal world where uh uh if I wasn't an entrepreneur and if I had nothing else to worry about, maybe being an artist would be extremely rewarding. I think that's awesome. If you could go back in your journey and redo anything what would it be and why very interesting i, I think i w- we would start our first startup earlier instead of waiting to have a million users just right. probably start that journey sooner we uh, moonlighted on it i think for 2 to 3 years and then we uh, went full time on it any time w- where you really want to build something i think you should just go all in mhm take the risk because i think the risk doesn't really reduce and we always think that let's do it 
in an year from now things will be better two years from now things will be better but there is never a good time so if you want to jump just jump mm-hmm. and take a leap of faith and do things sooner than later mm-hmm. what would you say is your favorite part about the industry you mean the finance industry mm-hmm. the the favorite part is also my not so favorite part i think this industry is a, a very hard to get right industry it's hard to build products that can work the way you intend them to mm-hmm. if it, this was a consumer product you can pretty much ship product features weekly daily etc but when it comes to the finance world you have to be very careful in the way you build products because if you have a bug you cannot show wrong numbers to your customers mm-hmm. because you are dealing with their finances so we are very thoughtful in the way we build features and with the frequency of which we we push the features out we don't do weekly pushes we probably push one big feature out every 4 to 6 weeks so i think the speed at which you can move in the finance world is much slower compared to other verticals just because of the nature of uh, the finances and the platform and the access to apis etc but the good thing is that once you get it right the the retention and engagement that you can drive from your customers is comes easier compared to other verticals because once your customers trust you in in having their back when it comes to their finances they it's it's very easy for them to keep using you for a long period of time mhm that's awesome well you know we hear from a lot of founders that the journey can be lonely and i know you have your brother so i'm sure that's beneficial but did you have any mentors along the way or a role model yeah i think i uh, to be very frank i never thought that the journey was ever lonely because yeah we we always had each other mm-hmm. and we had amazing team members to work with us who are pretty much like family and we had amazing mentors and advisors like at mezi we had the ceo of poshmark manish chandra who oh, was wow. one of our advisors from day one he was also our board member we were very close to our investors ashlilani from sama capital jishnu from nexus who who are partners and friends with whom we can share all the good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. so i think we were always surrounded by amazing entrepreneurs and investors who really trusted us backed us and that made it super easy and super fun awesome what do you see for the future of zeni like in the next maybe 5 years Yeah, I think we would definitely. I think what we're building at Zeni has extremely long-term potential. We are building a, a global, country-less and currency-less platform that can someday allow us to to manage finances for companies around the world. And in the next five to ten years, if we keep executing the way we think we should be, then uh, it's uh, we can definitely take this company public. Mm-hmm. And in in the next two to three years, we would love to keep. tripling our key metrics every single year and and hopefully get closer to that goal yeah sooner than later for yourself i am curious having done a few startups now do you see yourself creating more in the future or do you think zeni will be it there is a high chance that zeni will be it because i i always look at zeni as our life's work Okay. I think this this is this is going to be a long term journey. Mhm. And uh if it unfolds the way we want it to, then I think this 
it's it's going to be very hard to top this with with anything else mm-hmm. so this might or this should be probably the the last and the best one the big one and probably after this we can just focus on investments and your art you can yeah, focus and on art, your yes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll finally have some time to do that yep absolutely when for you will you feel like you've lived a successful life and had a successful career uh i mean i'm a very optimistic person i i I have always felt this even when i was doing a, a normal job at yahoo i was very happy with what we were doing mm-hmm. and uh, happy with the way my life was that time i have continued to be super happy over the uh, course of the last three startups but i think there are fundamentally two things that personally i uh, look at when it comes to defining my own happiness one is like am i really spending time in creating amazing experiences for myself whether they are professional or personal and can those experiences then be used in being extremely impactful mm-hmm. in in whatever way i can whether it's a small uh, impact or a big impact whether it's advising someone to have a better career or whether it's creating more jobs or whether it's just being a great friend i think those things really drive happiness that's awesome and then to close us out, could you describe your journey using just one word? Rewarding? Rewarding. Very good. Actually, I lied. That's not my last question. This is my last question. <laughs> one piece of advice for another entrepreneur who's listening. Sure. So I think one lesson that we have learned is when you're building startups, build it top down and bottoms up at the same time. A lot of founders they start building their companies bottoms up and what i mean by that is not hiring at the exact level sooner than later but having a lot of doers in the company and then the founders end up wearing several hats themselves and spread themselves thin but if you really start building at the exact level and at the at the bottom level at the same time then you can delegate mm-hmm. and empower others and scale yourself faster and probably build a company that can scale 2x 3x faster than you would otherwise i think that's great advice Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share about Zenny or about yourself or Twin Ventures? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to invite all founders to come check us out at zenny.ai and we would love to help them manage their finances, offer them finance experts that can have their back. And there are so many investments that we have done uh as angel investors into startups who were zeni customers so if you are founders who are using zeni we are always open to chatting with you advising you in 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 uh, any way we can and if there is a good fit we can also consider investing so it's a win win awesome well thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it thanks emily i really enjoyed our call today Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Sliced Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of Sliced, please email newsroom at startupblogpost.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.